Welcome everyone to Eagles 360, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, joined by Joe DeCamera. On this Wednesday, Eagles on the practice field, getting ready for, of course, Sunday's NFC East showdown against the Dallas Cowboys. Joe, let's get your thoughts first on the Monday that has gone by. It didn't work out quite as we planned. No, not at all, Dave. And I, I'm one of many that, that had the wrong prediction for that game. I was really surprised by what we saw Monday night. That, that, to me, was a shocker. I thought the Eagles would win. I thought they'd win big. Obviously, we saw some protection issues up front in front of Sam Bradford, the interior offensive line. The defensive backs struggled. You know, it was good to see the Eagles get in a rhythm in the third quarter, obviously, Dave, and they kind of picked it up. Uh, but generally speaking, not the uh, not what we expected from week one. From the yeah, 14 penalties called does not help. 10 accepted by the Atlanta Falcons. But that is in the past. We're flipping the page. Dallas Cowboys coming to town. Interestingly, with a 7-5 and five record, the Cowboys at Lincoln Financial Field, including wins in each of the last two seasons here. So uh, it is a road game for the Cowboys, but they've been very comfortable playing in South Philly with Chip Kelly here. No, without question. And, and listen, now we start with Des Bryant not in, not in the lineup, Dave. I mean, that, that's a big thing. I still like the way the schedule sets up for the Eagles. You know, the loss to Atlanta out of the gate, tough. But the way this goes, weeks two, three, and four, I think some opportunities to grab some wins. But so important, Dave, to get this one this week. Because if not, then you're talking about a no and 2 start. So yeah. if you get this win and you have those two games up ahead, and of course, no Deshaun and the Jets and all that, you can still get off to that 3-1 and one start. This game's really the pathway to make that happen. And the Cowboys, the defending NFC East champions. A lot to get to today. Uh, we've got a look at the NFC East. We're going to talk a little bit uh, to Chip Kelly. He's going to come in studio and we're going to chit chat about those Dallas Cowboys and a few of the Eagles who played well on Monday night. But first, let's get you out to the practice field. Alex Smith with our Eagles 360 update. Hi everyone, Alex Smith here with your 360 update presented by Sports Authority. The Eagles were back out on the Novacare Complex practice fields today as they get set for their NFC East Divisional Showdown with the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Today, head coach Chip Kelly spoke about how the Eagles deployed the nickel package against Atlanta and what we might see moving forward. Yeah, Malcolm did a really nice job and Chris did a really nice job, but again, a lot of it was because of what Atlanta did. A lot of times Julio ended up in the slot, so we wanted a bigger physical guy in there. Um, so it, it can change this week depending on how you know, we think they're going to change. And, if, and is Dallas going to change with Dez being out? Are they going to move some of their guys around? Of course, one of the biggest storylines heading into Sunday's game is that DeMarco Murray will be facing his former squad. But Kelly knows that his running back will keep an even-keeled attitude heading into the game. I think it just depends on the player. You know, I think DeMarco's a very grounded uh, individual. You know, and he's, he's pretty... You know, the consistent in his approach every day that he's here. You know, he's not an up and down guy. You know, I think sometimes I just think it depends on the individual, but he's he's been fine. You know, we'll monitor him just like we monitor all our players this week, but I haven't seen any change in him because of it, it's Dallas week and he played for Dallas. After practice, Murray echoed the thoughts of his head coach, saying that he will keep his emotions in check in Sunday afternoon's game. Not at all, not from my end at least. Um, like I said, this is, this is um, a true business, and I'm very – sort of speak emotionless when it comes to a lot of things, especially the business side. I understand the business aspect of the NFL, and it's all about, you know, just finding guys who's right for your system, and uh, I feel like, you know, I'm here, and, and this, is the this is the best place for me. This is where I want to be, and I, this is the team that wanted me. So um, I'm not worried about, you know, those guys. I'm sure they're a great, great group of guys, great organization, a lot of respect for them, and, um, but I've moved on a long time ago, and um, I'm happy to be here. 
Sunday's game will be another chapter in this historic rivalry between the Eagles and Cowboys. Zach Ertz knows all about that rivalry. This will be his third year playing in it. Sam Bradford is new to it, but both players are very excited to see how the game turns out on Sunday. Um, you know, I think I'm learning quickly that there's not a lot of love lost between the two sides. Um, you know, I think a couple of the guys were, you know, at a charity deal yesterday and everyone was talking about uh, they had some choice words for Dallas. Um, you know, obviously, what was it, our first or second practice, you know, they had the banner flying over the stadium. So, yeah, obviously, we know this is a big game um, for both teams. Uh, I think so. I think growing up, you can kind of grasp it if you watch the NFL at all, that the Eagles and Cowboys are always going to be good, and it's always going to be a good game. Um, so, I think it's the same uh, this week and this year. A broken bone in his foot will keep Cowboys wide receiver Des Bryant off the field on Sunday. But Byron Maxwell knows that the Cowboys still have a lot of targets to spread the ball around to, and he knows that he has to rebound from Monday night's game. He'll be back out. He's only 46 weeks, so I'm going to see him eventually. Um, but, you know, they still got a great group of guys there. That, that's, um, that's why they play our team, because they got more than one guys that can go, um, that can play ball. So he'll be back. Rookie wide receiver Nelson Aguilar only had one catch for five yards in his NFL debut on Monday night. But according to fellow wide receiver Jordan Matthews, it was the things that didn't show up on the box score that Aguilar did so well. I feel like Nelson played really well. I mean, Nelson had, I think, one target, and he, and he caught the ball. And if you go back to the film, he did everything we asked him to do. You know, in the in the running game, you know, backside, you expect a lot of rookies their first game to kind of just be, you know, uh, eyes wide open, you know, Bambi legs. He looked like he'd been playing for a long time. You know, when he had to block, he made his block. When he had to run out defenders, he ran out defenders. He was always in the right spot. If you just know the type of defense that they played, those, those, uh, the linebackers, those guys, they get out to the flats quick. They play deep, so it's hard to get balls to the outside. So, of course, we're going to work inside a little bit more. You know, as the season goes on, we'll play teams where there will be more work outside. I know Nelson's going to do his job, but I don't think you can go off stats, you know, to really understand, you know, how good and, you know, how well he did in his first game. I feel like our, you know, our receiver coach loved how Nelson played, and I loved how he played, too. That will wrap things up today here from the NovaCare Complex. Tomorrow we will once again hear from head coach Chip Kelly, along with linebacker D'Amico Ryans and safety Malcolm Jenkins. For all the latest Eagles news, be sure to keep it right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you, Alex. Obviously, Chip Kelly taking the Cowboys real serious as he should, whether Des Bryant's in the game or not, Dave. It is certainly a challenge, and there's a lot of things being talked about with this football team right yeah, now. Yeah, when you start off on Monday Night Football and start off the way the Eagles did with that very difficult first half and just to come up just a little bit short in half number two well opinions they can change and when we return to eagles 360 we're going to hear the opinions of two beat reporters covering the philadelphia eagles it's our cover two segment chris mcpherson sitting down with les bowen of the philadelphia daily news elliot shore parks of nj.com all of that and a whole lot more when we return I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Raw Street Line. To my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time we can't be there, please treat them right. Get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another.
However you do sports. However you do fun. However you do summer. Do it at Sports Authority. Shop thousands of great deals this summer. Sports Authority. This fall at Dunkin' Donuts, get lost in pumpkin. Pick up your favorite pumpkin-flavored beverages and baked treats like the new pumpkin cheesecake square while they're still here. America runs on Dunkin'. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson here for another edition of Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We're going to look back at the Monday Night Lost to the Atlanta Falcons and preview the big NFC East matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. And to help me do that, I brought in Les Bowen from the Philadelphia Daily News and Elliot Shore Parks from NJ.com. Les, I'll start with you. Did you have the over on Sam Bradford getting 52 pass attempts? No. I, that was... Uh... That was just ridiculous, and I don't think that's a game plan for success for the Eagles, certainly going forward. The good part is the second half, he was very efficient, he was very poised. A lot of it was dump-offs and stuff like that, but still, it worked. Three straight touchdown drives. I, I think that's the, if you want to take a huge positive out of that awful opener, I think the fact that Bradford's reasonably healthy and that he played well you know, once he got settled in, I think is, is, augurs very well for the season. ESP, Bradford's first action since October 2013. What were your thoughts overall on his well, performance? I think, as, like Les said, I mean, he was efficient in the second half. But my concern with that is if you're just going to take what the Falcons give you all day and you win the game, that's fine. But, I mean, if you don't go, if you don't attack down the field and you just think and dunk and then you lose, that's when you have to question whether or not they need to start going down the field more. And, the thing with Bradford, this, is, this isn't just the Eagles game plan. He didn't really go down the field a lot with the Rams either, which is surprising because you watch him in practice and he has a great arm. He, it's, it's a very strong arm. But if he's just going to dink and dunk all day, that's fine if you're going down the field and you're scoring points. But like Les said, there was only two or three drives where they really were able to actually get points on the board and ultimately that's why they lost. Now on the flip side, the Eagles overhauled the running back position. They brought in DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, yet only 16 rushing attempts for the three-headed monster when you factor in Darren Sproles. ESP, what were your thoughts on the rushing attack and the approach that the Eagles took Monday night against the Falcons? I was surprised because, I mean, all offseason it seemed like the game plan was going to be to run the ball a lot. And if you look at, you know, Chip's two years here with the Eagles, the best football they really played was that stretch with Nick Foles where he was throwing it about 30 times a game and they were running the ball really efficiently. And it seemed like that's what Chip wants to do. So I was surprised that they only ran it 16 times. But like Chip said after the game, if you're running it consistent, if you're running it 16 times and only getting one yard per attempt, it's hard to stick with it, especially when you find yourself in a 17-point hole so early on. Les, your thoughts on the rushing attack, and did you think the Eagles abandoned it too early? Do you think it was maybe just the offensive line and maybe the ups and downs they were having going against that Falcons offensive front, or your thoughts? I think it was they got down 20-3, to three, you know, and nobody runs the ball down 20-3, to three, but the reason they were down 20-3, to three, a big part of it, was they couldn't, it just seemed like every run, there were people in the backfield, they couldn't get stunts sorted out. It was shocking to me, this offensive line, you know, we went into camp with some concern because of the two guards, new, Andrew Gardner and, uh, and Alan Barbary. But in the preseason, in very limited work, they looked very, very good. And, and I kind of crossed that off my list of concerns, you know, going into the season. I guess I have to put it back on there. I, I, I did not see uh, anything close to what I expected to see from that offensive line in run blocking. 
pass protection wasn't bad at all, but run blocking was horrendous. And you know, this, that's what Chip's offense is built on. In the long run, if they can't run, they're in huge trouble. So Les, I'm sure on your to-do list is the Eagles secondary. How alarmed are you by the performance they had Monday night, unable to slow down Julio Jones and Roddy White? Well, a lot of it had to do with the pass rush. You know, they just did not get, they had one sack, Fletcher Cox, but they did not get consistent pressure, especially in the first half. When Matt Ryan is way too good of a quarterback to, to have him standing back there. They run all these deep crossing routes and things like this, and coverage just isn't going to happen in those situations. That having been said, re-watching the game yesterday, I don't know what Byron Maxwell was. Some of those plays, like there was a third down catch Roddy White had where Maxwell was on him, and it was like third and four, and Maxwell played him to the outside, and White easily caught the ball inside of him for a first down. I, I don't understand his thinking there. The 44-yarder to Julio Jones, the one, one catch Jones had in the second half, Maxwell like was back on his heels off of the snap. Uh, it just didn't seem like the secondary was ready. Uh, you know, all this talk about Corey Unglin and technique, and uh, to me it was kind of a disaster, pretty much. Uh, again, we'll see what, uh, what happens going forward. This is a very small sample size. ESP, pass rush or the secondary, which is more of a concern in your estimation? More of a concern going forward, I think, is the secondary, just because the pass rush last season was, was pretty good. I mean, I think they were second in the league in sacks, so you would think that would turn around. I mean, like Les said, the concerning part with the secondary was the play of Byron Maxwell. You know, you're willing to forgive him a little bit because Julio Jones is arguably the best receiver in the league, but, you know, he was getting beat by Roddy White consistently. He actually gave up more yards to Roddy White than he did Julio Jones. But the one positive from the secondary, I will say, since Les kind of, you know, ripped him pretty good there for a little bit, was uh, Walter Thurman, I thought, played, played really well. And, you know, Les talked about going into the season, the list of concerns. Safety was one of them. He was near the top of my list. And I think they've really found something with, with Walter Thurman. All right, so let's look ahead to Dallas. Eagles are 0-1. The Cowboys are 1-0. ESP, home opener. Fans are going to be laddered up. They're going to be excited to see the Cowboys in town defending NFC's champs. Do you see the Eagles bouncing back? It's a tough one. I mean, I think going into the season, I saw that as a win. Um, but if the, secondary doesn't, if the secondary plays like they did last week, the Eagles aren't going to win the game. They, they need Bradford to play better. He, they, he needs to do more and not just dink and dunk. He needs his secondary to, to play better. Um, I think I'll probably pick him to win, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, even though Des Bryant's out. I was going to say, no Des Bryant will certainly help the secondary. Les, do you see a win for the Eagles? You know, Dallas is a better team than Atlanta. Now, maybe being at home, maybe having the wake-up call of that awful opener is going to make a huge difference here. I don't, I don't have a prediction yet. I'm not ready to say that, but the automatic bouncing back doesn't work for me in this game. It's, they're going to have to play a whole lot better. They're going to have to run the ball efficiently. They're going to have to cover. They're going to have to pressure Tony Romo, who's a very good quarterback, too. You know, I know we like to make fun of him because he's the Cowboys quarterback. He never wins in the playoffs. This isn't the playoffs. He'll, he's a very good quarterback in game two. And uh, I, I think there are a lot of concerns. He's Les Bone from the Philadelphia Daily News. He's Elliot Shore Parks from NJ.com. And I'm Chris McPherson from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you very much for joining us in this edition of Cover 2. Stay tuned for much more. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Broad Street Line. To my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night.
At Lincoln Financial, we believe you're the boss of your life, the chief life officer, in charge of providing for loved ones, growing your nest egg, and protecting what matters most. Ask your financial advisor how Lincoln Financial can help you take charge of your future. Life, income, retirement, group benefits, and advice. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com eagles for more information. We're back. It's Eagles 360. Dave and Joe, time to talk about the NFC East. And a pretty wild first week, of course. Let's begin with the Giants who played the Cowboys. They had the Cowboys on the ropes, Joe. I can't, everybody kind of thinks the Giants are a down team. My sense is that the Giants may be better than a lot of people think. Still, Victor Cruz is not there yet. Once he gets on the field, a very dangerous passing attack for New York. They obviously moved the football against the Cowboys, didn't punch it in at the end, really blew that game on Sunday night. This week, it's the Atlanta Falcons at the Giants. I look for the Giants to win that game and get right back into the mix in the NFC East. I never count out the Giants. Oh, yeah. I never count out Eli Manning. Dave, I don't think you can. I mean, we saw you know, 2007, 2011. It's, it's still the same quarterback. It's the same head coach. I'm a believer in Tom Coughlin. Obviously, some people in New York wanted him out last year. I think they made the right decision bringing him back. The Giants played a pretty good game the other day. Now, in the end, they blew it. I mean, they flat blew the game. That was, that was an unbelievable uh, just meltdown at the end. A, a total bonehead series of plays that cost them the game. But I, I think the Giants are a team, you know, let's see how this season develops. But generally speaking, I, I don't think you can just brush them aside yet. I think they're a team that's going to have a say here this season. I think ultimately, though, the defense of the Giants not having a pass rush. Huge. Questions yeah. at the linebacker position. Injuries at safety. I think that will ultimately catch up with them. Let's go to now to our nation's capital, the Washington Redskins, opening against the Miami Dolphins, a defensive struggle. Washington loses the game, loses wide receiver Deshaun Jackson for at least three to four weeks. He's not likely to play when the Eagles go to FedEx Field in a few weeks. It is troubling times for the Redskins, understandably an offense that just lacks firepower down the field. A good running back in Alfred Morris and a solid defense. Is that enough, Joe, to have any kind of you know, place in the NFC East. Is it enough for them to contend for a playoff spot? All right, so it's nice to say don't brush the Giants aside. Washington, brush, brush them aside. aside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Forget them. Other than a year or two here that they've popped up every once in a while, listen, it's been 20 years for them. And it's basically been because they don't have a quarterback. I think they still don't have a quarterback with Kirk Cousins. Obviously losing to Sean is a, it's a big, big blow to them. It's just a mess. It's a mess in the nation's capital with the Washington Redskins. I... I'll tell you what, and it sounds crazy, Dave, week two, but 
I almost start wondering, do you, do you think from an Eagles standpoint, you, do you look for rooting for Washington because St. Louis could be a bigger wild card foe for the Eagles? I, I don't know. It's That's just something. It's That's probably too early. Too early but yeah. I, this is the way my mind thinks. I just think in the end, Washington will not be there at the end of this year. I turned to somebody on the bus going to Atlanta, and I said, who will lose more games this year? In fact, it was Merle Reese. Will it be the Cleveland Browns or the Washington Redskins? Merle predicted that the Redskins would win five games and the Browns would win three games. But I, I think it's a long season in, in store for Washington. Although I still think that defense can really bring it on occasion and force gotta have a quarterback. I'm just not we a Kirk Cousins fan. Yeah. And without Deshaun Jackson, no yeah. deep threat. It looks like a two-team race in the NFC East. And interestingly, the other team in that two-team race coming to town on Sunday. And that's one of the subjects I'm talking about with the head coach. Up next here on Eagles 360, Chip Kelly, an exclusive one-on-one -on -one in studio. A wave of game day excitement is rolling into Dunkin'. Taste the new Tailgater breakfast sandwich stacked with smoked sausage, fire-roasted peppers and onions. America runs on Dunkin'. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. Get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? We welcome Chip Kelly into the studio. The Dallas Cowboys coming to town on Sunday. And when you talk about Dallas, you start with Tony Romo. He's played at such a high level for such a long period of time. Coach, how, how's he done it? What's, what's been the key to his success? Um, I don't know. I wish I knew the key to his success. I just know he's one of the more talented quarterbacks to play in this league. He's obviously got such a great command of their system, um, has a great understanding of what they're doing, you know, is really a coach on the field, uh, calls a lot of protections, calls a lot of plays at the line of scrimmage, um, uses the full play clock to make sure they're always in the right look, always seems to know what the defense is doing. I, you know, I think he's just... One of those guys that's been around for a long time, extremely talented and uh, extremely dedicated to, to the game, and that's why he's so smart in playing it. He won't have Des Bryant. He's obviously out with an injury. Who are some of the other receivers and tight ends who factor into that passing game? Well, obviously one of the better tight ends in the league and Jason Witten. Um, and then you add in Terrence Williams outside and Cole Beasley. Um, and then they've really used their backs a lot. You know, Dunbar did a real good game against, um, against the Giants the other night. Um, so it's a combination of all those guys. And, you, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously a talented receiver like Dez, and, um, but they still have some other guys there that I think can really uh, make an impact on us. When you look into the Cowboys' backfield, new faces, what do you see when you look back there? I, I, you know, their scheme hasn't changed. Uh, they're, 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 they're very good up front. 
Um, they got an outstanding offensive line, and I think you know they're still running stretch plays there. Um, they're, they're they're using more guys. They're using McFadden. They're using Randall. They're using Dunbar um, than they have in the past. But I, I, the the scheme is still uh, it's it's a stretch run operation, and then it's all in the quarterback's hands after that. You mentioned the offensive line. They're back together after a good 2014. Uh, what's the key to their success? What's made them so good? Well, obviously, they've used a lot of first-round draft picks on their on their offensive line with their center, uh, Frederick, and Zach Martin and Tyrone Smith. So they've got a, a real good group of guys there uh, that was played together last year. Um, they, they had a, one of their guards, Leary, got hurt the other night against the Giants. I don't know what his status will be for our game. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's as good a group as there is in the league that we'll face. Chip, there have been some defensive injuries for the Cowboys. Uh, they still did enough, obviously, on Sunday night to beat the Giants. Uh, what have they done well on that side of the ball? You know, Rod Malinelli's been there for a couple of years, and um, they're, they're a, a four-down scheme. Um, I think they've been added this year with having Sean Lee back at linebacker, who's one of the better linebackers in the league. He missed all of last season with an ACL, um, but seems like he's up full speed and going. Uh, an outstanding player. Uh, their front four plays extremely hard. Um, there's a lot of line stunts and twists that go on up front, and those guys have them uh, choreographed really well. And then there's there's a core group of secondary guys that have been there for a while, and Brandon Carr and Church and Wilcox. So it's it, it's a good group, and it'll be a big test for us. For the Eagles, uh, obviously Monday night, once again, Malcolm Jenkins makes a lot of plays, does it in a lot of different positions. How important is his versatility as a safety, as a nickel cornerback, doing all the things that he does to this defense? Well, and that's what we're looking for in safety, safeties that also can cover. Um, and both him and Walter, I thought, played really well uh, against the Falcons. And obviously, being able to use Malcolm as a nickel um, allows us to do some different things. Uh, he's a very versatile player, plays kind of lines up all over for us. Uh, is really the captain of our guys on the back end there. And Walter, once again around the football, big interception on Monday night. Mm -hmm. What's been the key to him adapting so quickly? Well, I think he's played inside. He was a nickel defender originally when he was with this, with Seattle, so he has experience. Um, it's very different being an inside defensive back as opposed to an outside defensive back, but um, it made his transition to safety really smooth, and I think he's just a, such a smart, intelligent player. Um, he, he's really kind of taken to it. On the other side of the football, Zach Ertz didn't play in the preseason, comes back after the surgery plays well, what kind of impact did he have on Monday night? What do you look for him coming up here? Yeah, you know, we expected him back. Um, it was a, a, a kind of a schedule that we had for him. We thought he would be available for this week, and um, obviously he's, he's one of the tougher tight ends in this league to match up with just because of his athleticism and size and speed. Um, but I thought for, for not playing in the preseason, I thought he played really well, and we, hopefully we can expand his role as, as uh, he gets a little bit more adjusted to game speed. And Sam Bradford's first regular season game since 2013. What did you think of his performance? I thought Sam did a really nice job. You know, we got things settled down offensively in the second half. He ended up going 21 to 25 in the second half. I uh, was very accurate, put the ball on people. Um, you know, I, I, I was really excited to see how Sam progressed, and uh, you could see how he got sharper and stronger as the game went along. Chip, thanks for joining us. Good luck against the Cowboys. Thank you. to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. 
Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. Or even Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Welcome back to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. A couple of thoughts here, Joe, about the Eagles and the Cowboys. Great rivalry. Do the injuries really matter? You take Des Bryant out, you take Randy Gregory out. Big losses, but the Cowboys seem to find a way to compensate. Well, they have a lot of the past, but hey, listen, this is Des Bryant now we're talking about. We saw what Julio Jones uh, did on Monday versus the Eagles. So I don't think there's any question, Dave, that the loss of Des Bryant is a huge factor in this game. We saw what he did right here in the link late last season. I think Des not been in this game is a big factor. And Chip talked about that today, that, you know, yeah, given the choice, Des in the game, Des not in the game, no doubt about it, you'd rather have Des not in there. Well, Joe, thanks very much for coming in once again. Of course, Dave. Good stuff. Joe DeCamera here, Dave Spadaro here. You're there. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. We're back tomorrow. We go behind enemy lines talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Glenn Mack now in studio. He was pretty bold in his predictions last week. We're calling him on the carpet tomorrow. We thank you for joining us, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.